Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. It's Jackie Cation. You know the website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. FamilyPetAncestry.com, just for fun. Welcome. You guys, Rangers, happy holidays. It is December, and in December I ask that you not donate to the Dork Forest. I ask that you do in January and then through, like, October. But uh, in in December, there's a lot of people who could use a sandwich. So why don't you find a food bank and donate to that? Uh, you can Google the name of your town, city, or village and the words food bank, and then that will come to the fore. And then you can send them 20 bucks or you can send them the 10 bucks you would send me a month or you could send them the $100 you would send me for the year. And then you could write to me in January and say, I gave $100 to the food bank and you're not getting it. And I will be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to keep doing the dork for us then. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the song at the beginning of this program. He will sing the Mexican hat dance again at the end with Sarah Cohen at the beginning without her at the end. Me and Jim Wooster laughing, laughing along at the end from episode one of the pre-recorded's Patrick Brady, going to fix this audio. Thank you for uh, Patrick Brady and his good works because he does great work. And then Vilmosh uh, does JackieCation.com. He fixes my website. So if you need a guy to do that, check the notes. All Things Comedy is the name of the podcast network that I am on. Feel free to go to AllThingsComedy.com and look for other podcasts you might enjoy. They're good people. They're, uh, they're, they were doing a fundraiser. I don't know if it's still happening, uh, to raise money to build, um, a studio for comics to do their podcasts in over in Silver Lake. And they're hoping to get five bucks from everybody. So if you have an extra five spot or whatever, or you can order a t-shirt or a mug that says all things comedy, which is kind of a funny slogan, all things comedy. <laughs> so do that if you like. In other news, we, oh, the Amazon banner, because it is the holidays, uh, you can, or, and everybody orders from Amazon. Almost everybody. I don't know anyone who doesn't, even people who don't like Amazon. Go to JackieCation.com. There's a white banner there. Click through and then order beautiful items from Amazon. And it doesn't cost you any extra, but I get a kickback. And that, I would appreciate that if you would. Oh, and you can buy stuff at JackieCation.com if you want gifts. We have t-shirts and, uh, and I don't know who we is. Me and Andy, probably. I guess. <laughs> and, uh, longest intro ever. T-shirts, Dork Forest t-shirts designed by Brett Chambers, the Ranger t-shirt designed by Salmon, uh, Bimal Benrood, my nephew, and, uh, CDs, all the CDs, my new DVD recorded last December, this will make an excellent Horcrux, is available. You can get a DVD or a CD of that. And if you get sort of package deals, they're kind of on sale. And all the t-shirts are union made here in the United States. So they run a little big, just so you know that. Oh, and on my website, the calendar is there as well. And you can come see me do stand-up comedy. This week, I am on the road with Brian Regan. We're going in his tour bus uh, up the coast and back down. Like, I think we're doing San Luis Obispo, San Jose, back down to Temecula, up to Bakersfield. We're going to be doing, uh, he he has theaters. I open for him, and uh, he's a great comic. So if you want to see him, and I'm also opening for him, doing an even shorter set with a bunch of other comics, um, Phoenix, New Year's Eve, good times. So that it's probably on his his site, BrianReagan.com. And then I am headlining myself the week after this in Ann Arbor, Michigan, at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. So come on out to that. Let's get into it, you guys. Hey, me and Ron Funches eat a little bit, uh, the nuts and the chocolate. So it might be a little bit of that going on. So if you're if you're uncomfortable, I'm very sorry. <laughs> Let's get into it. Shattering conventions, shattering conventions, shattering, shattering. Hey, I sang. It's Jackie Cation. Shattering conventions, commerce, cosplay, and conflict on the expo floor by Bob Calhoun is this month's sponsor. It's a hilarious and disturbing book. Friend of the show, conventions dork Bob Calhoun has been on the show previous episode. He goes to all kinds of different conventions, trade shows, and expos, and writes about it in Shattering Conventions. But he doesn't just go to Comic-Con and Star Trek conventions. 
He goes to a gun show, a livestock show, a Republican convention, a conspiracy convention. I remember being uh, slightly worried when he went to that one. And even a Bigfoot hunter con. There's all kinds of crazy and wrong in this book, and it's not always where you expect to find it. Not only have I read this book, I endorsed it with a blurb on the back cover, and I recommend it to all rangers of the Dork Forest and spooky reading girls within the sound of my voice. The book is Shattering Conventions, Commerce, Cosplay, and Conflict on the Expo Floor by Bob Calhoun. It's available in ebook and paperback from Amazon.com and other fine booksellers. Uh, for more on the book, go to ShatteringConventions.com. It's a really good book. You should get it. It's Jackie Cation. Welcome to my living room, Ron Funches, The Dork Forest. Thank you for having me. Excellent. I like it here. I know it. You, Portland comic, on the mm-hmm. television program, Undateable. Yes. That's right. Going to be at the uh, San Francisco Punchline right after Christmas, December 26, 27. Yeah, make it a Christmas gift or whatever holiday you for celebrate. For all of it. That's it. Happy mm-hmm. Kwanzaa. If you're an atheist, I hope you get your laundry done. That's what I always say. That's what I always say. So hope there's no lines for you. <laughs> no lines. No lines. Um, so... <clears throat> We have known each other, I think we met in Portland, and then you moved here. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's just been going well, Ron. <laughs> is that how it looks from the outside? That is how it looks from the outside. <laughs> Allow me to judge my insides by how it looks on your outsides. <laughs> I feel rat racked with guilt and, and insecurity, but you, you look like it's all smooth sailing. <laughs> I'm, it's more in the middle, which we should I'm sure. Side. Yes, it is. I'm going to eat this chocolate on the show. Eat it. This is a salty dark dove sea salt caramel dark chocolate, and they all have uh, these these things on them. They have notes. They have notes, and when it's a dark chocolate, you got to do it in a dark, scary voice. When it's a sea salt, you got to do it. Yeah, you got to do a salty voice. I are. I'm so bad. <laughs> why am I not? Why am I not working? More? You set the rules of the game, <laughs> and I dropped it. I forget, forget, get fucked. <laughs> forget the rules and play by your heart. See, ooh, yes, it actually spoke let to us me. Know. That's it. You know what my heart says? My heart says maybe I don't make the rules. I don't tell anybody before I say them out loud. Uh, if you are allergic to nuts, these cashews and wash. And I've nuts already have nuts eaten in them. them. I've All already. right. Oh, thank God you're not allergic then. Um, your dorkdom mm-hmm. has I, always been video games in I my love head. Video. You feel like that from I what do. you know about me? From what I, I see, I did get excited when I saw your Dreamcast keyboard oh. box just over here. Oh yeah, we got That's fun. We got so, oh, have you ever seen? Where's Andy? Andy has a Dreamcast uh, jacket because he worked cool. at Dreamcast. Oh really? Yeah, that's fun. Oh. I like that. I bought that. I think that was the first system that I bought by myself. So that you like the in-home system. You like a, an in-home system? Yeah, you don't do an I like upright? going to arcade, though. Yeah? I like going to arcades. They're fun. They're hard to find. But they, uh, there's one that's fun on Vermont that is right next to Cafe 50. Right. So I go and get a milkshake and go oh. to the arcade. It's They're so- very strict in their parking lot, so it's hard to smoke pot in there. <laughs> But, right, but yeah. other than that, yeah. you bring what you can. You bring the sugar fix, yeah, which is fine too. They're okay with the shake in the uh, in the arcade. No, you got to drink it outside as well. They're yeah. very strict. This arcade is pretty strict, yeah, for a fun place. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's the arcade good. I go to is over um, on Sepulveda near. Um, it's got a mini golf, but it's got all and and um and a mini golf, and then it's got skee ball. Ski ball, you want to like, I, for me, I want to like ski ball. Yeah, I feel I like ski ball is like the uh, equivalent of like pushing a hoop with a stick, you know? Right, it's, right. Like, it's supposed to be fun. But it's not. It's but just, we've moved on. We've yeah. moved on from ski ball. Most definitely. When all I had was a hoop and a stick, I was on board. <laughs> <laughs> then we moved on to other. So what do you, is the one on Vermont, is it a classic one or is it a? Um, I mean, it's more like, I'd say it's the noobs. It's more like fighting games and pinball. It's okay. a lot of uh, Street Fighters, and but it's real fun. Time Crisis Two, mm-hmm, a lot three. of Time Crisis, uh, Point Blank, which is one of my favorites. Cause is that like, that? Is that that sniper one? 
No, it's like Time Crisis, but more fun mini games. They use the same guns from Time Crisis. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, you, like sometimes you just have to like shoot an apple off of someone's head. Oh, okay. And I'm going to be one bullet. Point blank. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite games. That's a good one. And everything 50 cents over there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, quarter bad. to 50. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. Cause the one in Portland that they have, and there used to be Ground one in Minneapolis. Control. Ground control in Portland is old school. Mm-hmm. You can play some Paperboy. Oh, there's one in Vegas too. They call it the Pinball Museum. Mm-hmm. Not a museum. Uh, cause you can play <laughs> with everything and they're hoping to make some money. I've never been, a, I'm not a pinball guy. Well, they also I've... have a, a boatload of, like, they call it the Pinball Museum and there are a bunch of pinball machines, but they mostly have the old, like, from Galaga to, to Paperboy to Tetris to all of it. I like the Pac-Man Versus is probably my favorite arcade game right Pac-Man now. Pac-Man Versus? Mm-hmm. That's where you have four people being four different Pac-Man, and you got to fight each other to the death. Wait, it's a Versus game? Mm-hmm. That's why it's called Pac-Man Versus, Jackie. Uh, so wait, so like Mortal Kombat out Pac-Man? No, no, no. It's still Pac-Man. It's still Pac-Man. You're still eating dots. You're still fruit. eating dots and hide, hide but from But you're trying ghosts. to get big. You get bigger, and then you can eat the other Pac-Man if they're not big. <sighs> and so everybody's chasing each other. It's real fun. That is, that sounds great. That's a, especially if it's you, if you play because that's a cooperative game or a, or a, or a, a versus kind of where. You're playing with other people because I usually just play the one-on-one. You no, know? yeah, like, this is fun because it's everybody. Everybody's having fun. People who don't aren't that good sometimes win, <laughs> you know, and everybody gets happy. Yeah, and it's social. So, which mm-hmm. is which is what I think. I want all those over the internet games to be with the headsets. Mm-hmm. And do you play those ones? No, not really. I actually I have a hard time. Getting through anything that doesn't have a clear beginning, middle, and end story for me. Sure, you're a writer, man. <laughs> so if it's like an open world game or like a, a first person, like the Destiny, like I could get into it for a little bit, but then mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, there's like this just is gonna be. This is what it is, like, right? And I can keep playing forever, and I'll never get to an end. So then I just lose. you like a nice arc. Mm-hmm. I arc. do. Yeah, nothing wrong. I. I think I agree. Or I like it to be finite in a, with no point. Mm. Uh, Andy calls those games, uh, he said, we're living in a golden age of games that are compelling, but not fun. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of not fun games. I always say like, um, cause I got my, uh, Wii U recently and, mm-hmm. um, I'm always like, I don't play it that often, but when I do, I'm like, Oh, these are like grin games. These are the games that make me smile when I okay. play them. Yeah. And I don't really find that many when I'm like playing on my PlayStation and stuff. It's more like, uh, uh, I'm excited or I'm like, you know, I'm like, ah, More fuck engaged. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Super engaged, which is what I think as a game designer, he wants to be. He wants everyone to be more engaged. And I'm like, well, no, I'm just trying to stop the voices for a <laughs> minute 12 as I play Frozen's version of Bejeweled. A <laughs> uh, kid came up to me yesterday. I was playing on my iPad and um she goes, oh, this is a, this is a knockoff of Candy Crush. And I was like, <laughs> guess what? Candy Crush, not not the or not the original. I don't even know if Bejeweled is the original. But. No, I mean there was like like I mean it's all like Tetris, but not Tetris, but like columns. Yeah, it's columns. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. columns and matching and and you know it might as well be Hop on Pop. You know? it's, <laughs> it's all Dr. Seuss, and uh, I like those games. And then I also bought um iPad Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So the first six Final Fantasy. um for NES. Mm-hmm. Did you have NES? Uh, yeah, I had an NES. I never played, I've never got, I've never been an RPG fan either. Okay. What, what do you, what do you, cause. Wanna play? Yeah. I like adventure games. Like, uh, Zelda's probably my favorite. Series. I always think of those as RPGs. Am I right? They are RPGs, but I can always consider them. I mean, I always story? think of like turn based, like, okay. you know? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've never been into that. I did play a couple. I played the Mario's. Mario's RPGs are fun to okay. me. <laughs> um, anything that gives me a little extra action to do. Oh yeah, is fun. I like uh, fighting games. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like uh, some sports games, but mostly just basketball or wrestling because I like those sports. Okay, so uh, but those are those are button heavy. Like those yeah. are the fiddly is all fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fiddly so, is fuck. Fiddly is that's what I'm gonna call my new wrestling game. Fiddly <laughs> is fuck. So now we we could weed off and talk about wrestling, which is you also enjoy. 
We can talk about whatever you like. Just ask me anything you want. I'm going to ask you what kind of wrestling you like. How long you been into wrestling? What's going on there? What's the name of the game you play that is about wrestling? Uh, Well, this game is called WWE 2K15. 2K15. Of the 2015, it's the new one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they've been doing it since the 90s, and uh, it's pretty fun. It's not the best. They're always like a seven, you know. A lot of ten. Yeah, they never, they never strive for greatness, which I think they should. And if anyone listens to this who works for them, why don't you guys just do like a recreation of the Mm. Monday Night Wars? That would be fun. What is the? What are the Monday Night Wars? The Monday Night Wars (laughs) were the period in the late 90s, early 2000s thousands in wrestling when WWE, which was WWF at the time, and WCW were going at each other to try to put each other out of business. And then ECW was this little third party yeah. thing that was kind of just doing its own thing. Yeah. And then it'd be fun if your character was like, you know, he starts out and he ends up... You know, changing the balance of who wins oh. the Monday Night War. Like, well, what league does he decide to go to? You yeah, know, yeah. that would be so much fun. That sounds like a really great. That sounds. I think I had one episode. I vaguely remember this war you speak of in the late nineties, early two thousands. Mike Schmidt, Andy Peters mm-hmm. did a. Did, they would did, love it. Yeah, yeah, they did a, a show, a dork for us, where I had to actually have them leave and stop talking about wrestling, <laughs> uh, or they could talk about it somewhere else. And it was almost two hours. <laughs> I get tired. Me too. I'm very fascinated. I'm just, I want to know. So who are, so when you play, let's talk about the game first. Okay. It's a, it's for me, it's always a button masher and then you got to spend a couple of hours really sort of getting into it and then you yeah. fine tune it for the remainder of the 67 hours you play. Yeah. And, and the most fun is like just creating your own character or creating characters of the people that you love and then fighting them. Okay. So you can do that. You can start with a character that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And you can give him superpowers and, and, and clothing and hairstyles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and a Robes. pet. And a yeah. robe. Yeah. <laughs> or you can take like someone cooler than Hulk Hogan, uh, a, real, <laughs> a real name. Like what, who are your favorite wrestlers right now? Uh, my favorite wrestlers are like, I like, like wrestling a lot. So really like, <laughs> when is it on? It's on. All the time. There's a WWE network where you can just watch anytime you want, which I do too <laughs> often. And I go to Reseda to go to Pro Wrestling Gorilla, which is a f- independent wrestling organization. Sort of the minor leagues of, yeah. of, of pro wrestling? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I like it a lot. I always tell people to try to get them interested into it because they don't want to go, but then they go and they love it. Right. Is that it's like meltdown of, of like, Wrestling. Weird. Okay. Cause it's all alty and, and, and people are trying stuff. And it's just, it's just like the best wrestlers right before, like, say maybe the last four or five times I've gone, it was someone's last show because they just got signed to the WWE. Oh, okay. So it's like, you know, these people who are just about to make it big, who are the most talented and they don't have any, like, in the WWE, there's a lot of restrictions on what moves you can do and what you can't do. To, cause oh. they're worried about, cause they got, they want you to wrestle in 300 nights a year. So oh. you can't be just. They, oh, they don't want to kill yourself or, yeah. or kill others. Or, yeah, or not for at least a few years. Right. And so, you got to be a big deal before you start taking <laughs> taking hits or giving them real hard. They uh, so they uh, these are like you know matches where they're not doing any restrictions on themselves. So the gorilla ones don't have any restrictions. They no. can screw around and do whatever they want. And are they? I don't know how to put this politely. Mm-hmm. Are they fixed? Do we know who's going to win going in? <laughs> At that level, I don't know. Yeah, it's still wrestling. Yeah. Okay. All right. So they've they've cast it. They know what's happening. Mm-hmm. They okay. have their own champion, and they have their own, own storylines going off, and it's just really fun. I like this one because like there's no, it's in a VFW hall, and it's just a lot of oh. families and different yeah. other like there's a lot of friends that I know who go like um, yeah. like Andy Peters or Taylor Williamson. Uh, okay. Or, uh, and you no. go and you and and you, you know that this has been scripted or to some extent scripted, but you're like, how is it going to work out? Yeah, and it's just really good action, and they're really good. Just watching people do. I mean, ours is like you know, if you want to look at our sets, you yeah. know, they're not different from night to night nope. to night. <laughs> and so it's not it's the same thing, right? Right. <laughs> like, you're just you're watching the fine tuning of it, the honing mm-hmm. of it, and you're seeing if anything different happens and how they do it. Mm-hmm. And and these people are athletic, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, super athletic. Wow. All right. So 
so that is that how many nights a week do they do that? Uh, they do it like once a month, once a month. And okay. A half. What about that Levoom Luce? Levoom. That one's fun. It's more comedic and, and that I'm more of a. <laughs> oh, you like the more action stuff? I like stuff? wrestling. Yeah. yeah. You want there to be some jumping and, and landing and shouting. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I like this one because like they don't have guardrails. So like they'll flip out into the audience and they'll just be like, move. And you get, <laughs> if you don't move, you're going to get landed on. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That's that, great fun. Yeah, that is super fun. And so when um when you when you get signed to something like that, what do you know about that? Is mm-hmm. it is it a is it like a three year contract? Is it a, when you get signed to like the WWE? Yeah. Um I don't know particulars. I can say what I do know. Yeah. Um uh, it's like most times unless you're like already like a super big name, which there aren't anymore because you don't have the like competitive leagues anymore. So it's okay. not like somebody's coming over and they're like, Oh, this big name's coming over. So for the most part, they'll take somebody from, you know, like PWG and then they'll take them to their developmental area and just kind of get them ready and used to their style of wrestling and then put them oh. and then they have their own minor league called NXT. NXT. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? Next. Next. <laughs> 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 That's just good writing. And yeah. uh, someone's got an acronym, machine. <laughs> and so they stay there for a while. Sometimes they stay there until they decide, hey, we, you weren't, uh, what we thought you were. We don't care for you anymore. And then they let you go. Okay. Or they put, so they pay you sort of a stipend or a livable wage or mm-hmm. an unlivable wage that you just want to do because you want to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But you're in one town. Or they yeah, send you out. I think, oh, I mean, you, they travel. That, that, they travel too. <laughs> that's so a road can, gig, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's crazy. I mean, it's so much, you know, did you see The Wrestler, that movie? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it because I thought it was too much like stand-up comedy <laughs> and what my life will be like when I'm in my 60s. <laughs> yeah, it's always a worry. Yeah, I always feel <laughs> like such a kinship. Between comedians and wrestlers, but a lot of com- wrestlers, because I've started to meet and hang out with some wrestlers now, okay. and they love comedy. One mm-hmm. of, I mean, the first night I went to the show, um, I loved it because the the guy who was like the commissioner, yeah. uh, his name's Excalibur, and he was Sweet. wearing a, a Brody Stevens shirt. Oh and yeah! So I was just like, okay, this is gonna be a good that time. That is awesome. And then like they've been very nice. Like I've gone there before, and like they'll be like, like you know, like we're gonna have a great match tonight. We're gonna fun but also don't forget to watch undateable <laughs> and i was like oh they're so like they're that's so nice awesome. yeah. that's incredibly supportive <laughs> yeah undateable tbs if i'm <laughs> nbc nbc why am i an big league that's it. <laughs> Full on regular we got rabbit ears i can get it i don't know <laughs> i don't know why i'm not i don't know why i'm not on it and uh yeah so i don't watch anything the only thing i watch was <laughs> the only the absolute only thing I watch, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> it's not right. Uh, there's so much good television on right now. I'm told that it's amazing. Yeah, it's not. I mean. And we have all of it. We have all your, we have Netflix, we have Hulu Plus, we have uh, HBO Go. <laughs> I'm I think you just find things when you find them. I never get on, like, I've never, like, I just started watching IT Crowd, like, a couple months ago. I watched some of that, and like that was fun. It, yeah. it is good. It is it's good. Really good. It's a lot better than Big Bang for me, just because it feels yeah. more... Well, I've never watched Big Bang Theory. Do you watch it? Because I'm I... finally trying to meet someone who has. Well, my brother, uh, Russell, has some of the best taste and worst taste in television and movies. He really belongs on the dork for us, because one of his favorite uh, television pros programs for years, without any irony, was that Two and a Half Men business. <laughs> and I was like, you're kidding me. Right, that is just essentially it's a, just a, a, a series of date rapes, as far as I can tell. <laughs> and he was like, "It's really, it's a little dirty." And I was like, "No, it's not dirty. It's mean, weirdo." And then so he said he liked uh, Big Bang Theory, and I was like, "Oh, I've never seen it." So I sat and I've I have seen three episodes of the Big Bang Theory. They're all in such huge primary colors. Mm-hmm. It feels like a sort of a dis an adult Disney show, mm-hmm. and but not great for me. Just. I mean, but like, and I don't, I'm not want to put it down. I've never, I've never no, seen it. No, you've never seen it. Uh, but, but I want it to be nerdy for me. 
I liked it, but like I like King of Queens is one of my favorite shows. Oh, and yeah. that took a long time because at first I would just judge that. I'd oh, like, right. Oh, well, this looks stupid. And sitcoms then, are really hard for, I think, for comics to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, I mean, I think just now being, being in one, I get to learn how difficult it is just to make a crappy right. show and then, which I don't think mine is. Like, I think no. mine is great. Like, sure. it's fun. They let us, um, Especially now that I've worked on some other shows, like they give us so much more control over what we do than most shows do. Oh, that's and awesome. We improvise so much and it's just like a lot of fun. And so it's fun to me or weird to me or now I can notice when people are so negative about it and like yeah. you can tell they haven't even seen it. Right. And, but it's like, which again, I'm like, you know, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to be negative about the Big Bang Theory because I haven't seen it. Right. It could be good. Right. But, but, but for me, when it, 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 yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the sitcom part of it. Um, sitcoms are not, they're not like the last sitcom I watched all of, and by the way, all of them. And <laughs> over and over and over again to the point where they were my friends. Ron Funches, uh, was friends. And <laughs> I fucking, oh, I watched 30 Rock, mm-hmm. but I even weeded off on that the last two seasons because I, I got kind of, I got kind of, um, just in, I was just, we, we went to the rabbit ears. We didn't have a TiVo. I didn't. There were things, things yeah. there were reasons there was no taping. So, and yeah, I always tie shows to different events and stuff. I love this show, but that was like the show me and my ex-wife would watch all the time. Which so now, uh, 30 Rock. Oh so yeah. Now I'm like, I don't, now when I see it, I'm like, I'm like, nah, That's I don't want to see yeah. it. Too, much, too, much, too many memories, man. <laughs> too many memories. So who are your favorite wrestlers? We never talked. Ooh, of all time or currently, sure. let's do both. <laughs> <laughs> of yes. all time, my favorite wrestlers are Ric Flair, uh, Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels. All right. And then currently, my favorite wrestlers are Kevin Steen, uh, the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Is that a, t- a pair, mm-hmm. a duo? They're a fun tag team. They do fun stuff, fun team maneuvers. That's awesome. And they come out to uh Hanson's Mbop, which is just- <laughs> Just fun, you know? Right, they're just, they're owning it. They're mm-hmm. saying yes. They're really good. You know they're good because when people chant, like they always, because you when you have a match, sometimes people will chant, for, yeah, we like this guy. Oh, and right. they're like, no, we like this guy. Mm-hmm. But when the Young Bucks come out, they chant, let's go Young Bucks. And then the other side chants, fuck the Young Bucks. Oh. So it's like, no, the other team doesn't even matter. They don't even matter. It's yes. just, it's you just either love the Young Bucks or hate the Young Bucks. And they could be going up against Hitler or Gandhi, and it doesn't matter. No, they're either way, and someone's they're gonna get kicked in the face. Gandhi's gonna get kicked oh, in the face. Man, <laughs> that, you know, Andy worked on this uh, this game that they stopped making. It was, I think, I don't think I'm supposed to tell this story. Let's do it. Uh, PlayStation, right after uh, Shock and Awe. Remember mm-hmm. when we invaded Iraq and they called it Shock and Awe, mm-hmm. and PlayStation um, trademarked Shock and Awe, and um, it wasn't because of that, but they stopped doing anything that was all, all games that were vaguely political. Mm-hmm. And they had in the works the greatest versus game that I wish that they would make. And it was like a Mortal Kombat kind of versus game where you could be, um, historical creatures, uh, mm-hmm. creatures, historical. <laughs> you could be like, you could be like, a raptor could be, or yeah, Lincoln. Could be Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. It was, yeah, you could be Gandhi, you could be Lincoln, you could be Hitler, you could be Stalin, you could be Pinochet and Ava, Ava Barone. You know, it doesn't, and you could, and then it was just a fucking fuck off. You know, it's just like, Ur! and I was like, oh my God. And I think they were going to call it like, no, oh, that was something else. There was some, some car, there was some car game that they were doing. They, he wanted, and Andy wanted them to call it the Axle of Evil. <laughs> and, uh, but that I, I want, I like fun. Yeah, that, that versus game would have been a good time for yeah. me. Yeah. I like a versus game. Yeah. You could, you could probably throw Abe's hat. Probably- yeah. Oh man, that'd be the most powerful tall stovepipe coming at you <laughs> right there. And um maybe maybe a, a beard burn. <laughs> and, beards, and then he frees slaves and they just run out at you and attack you. <laughs> yes, that's the maybe. next thing that happens. It's always there's just like all of a sudden a lot of extras coming. <laughs> Bring it down. Ooh. What's your salty promise? 
Ooh, this is this is a salty caramel. I like it's a, it. It's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. It's a. I should maybe put a disclaimer. So there's a couple of listeners that uh, can't take it when when uh, I eat. No, I understand. <laughs> it's unprofessional. Sure. <laughs> Here's the good news about the Dork Forest. It's free. Yeah. It's free, folks. That's the yeah. That's how I look at it. Yep. You can donate in January. I never want to do anything. No. You ever feel you? Do you feel like that? Am I alone in that? Or no. maybe like, is it a depression? <laughs> that was what I'm wondering. <laughs> it's like, I, like, I don't want to do anything. Oh my God. No. I'm in, I'm in a bit of a spiral myself. <laughs> <laughs> I went to visit my dad back in July and I went because he was sick or he had surgery and it was all complicated and stuff and he lived. Everyone should know. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot lives to irritate again. And, uh, so. <laughs> But since going home and being dipped in the center of my family, who I love dearly, mm-hmm. I think that should be established. <laughs> um, but what I do, one of them, one of my coping method mechanisms is to read, uh, shitty novels, uh, often romance novels. And then I'll do a lot of reread. I'll grab like a Western, I'll grab a, a shitty science fiction, but I have been in the greatest rabbit hole of, of romance novels mm-hmm. for months. Since I believe the end of August. <laughs> and I'm like, I think it's three months later. I've probably spent $300, $200 on <laughs> fucking romance novels. But uh, someone did say, you know, I do a joke about romance yeah, novels. Yeah, I know. And, but uh, when you do a joke about something, uh, I, I received as a tweet a list of the 21 worst uh, paragraphs from a romance. Somebody calls through and finds the worst uh, writing in a romance novel. And I read the first two and I was like, oh, these are horrible. <laughs> Making the ones that I read, at least, I mean, at least the ones I read are sort of sentence structure and. I want to say my salty promise. Yes, please. Uh, I guess I have to say it. <laughs> it's hard to do it like, uh, daydream. Is that a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's just a, it's just telling you to daydream. Uh huh. Uh huh. So which I can do, which I guess maybe is the salty promise telling me, hey, just keep chilling out. Just keep chilling. It's working out for you. It's great. <laughs> so, uh, so have you been, uh, have you been uh, smoking a lot of pot lately? Yeah. Is that something that makes, uh, makes the, the depression or the spiral or the, I don't want to do anything no, better or worse? Like, I mean, I feel like it, I mean, probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> But there's no reason to do any sort of independent testing yeah. at this juncture. But I still, I mean, I do a lot of stuff. I just don't want to do it. All right. Like you wake up and you're like, I have three things yeah, to do. And like I'm I like, didn't want to come do- here, even though it's like fun and yeah. I like it. I didn't right. want to. I was like, I want to. No, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. <laughs> just want to stay home and yeah. fall over in a heap. Yeah. Yeah. That's Until, like, mm-hmm. I feel like. I, what I feel like, I feel like it's hereditary. I feel like, cause my mom's side is all like doctors and lawyers, and then my dad's side, it's all like, uh, drug dealers and takers. <laughs> Not doctors and lawyers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I feel like there's always a war going on between the side of me that's like, we better make progress. Right. And the other side is just like, let's just hang out. Why don't we never leave the home? Yeah. And, uh, it's and just order off of Amazon. Yeah. Uh, oh, use the banner. Use the banner on my website. <laughs> use that Help Amazon you banner, Help you guys. Yeah. And uh sure. What the heck? It's uh, Christmas season. <laughs> and uh but I know that um I know that Bamford has the same thing though, you know? Cuz the th- thing is is if if you're good at what you do or if you're popular at what you do, <laughs> which in in your cases, uh I would say you're good at what you do and yay. Uh, yay. And uh but the but I think that there is, I don't know if it's, I don't know who wouldn't be just sort of like, well, I'm tired. I just wanna... <laughs> because you get so many opportunities and you're like, no, it's going to be fun. This is the thing I love to do. Yeah. But you're like, then I have to get in my car and I have to put on pants. and Yeah. They're going to fly here. Yeah. Fly there. You always forget. I always forget. I always like, yes, yes, yes. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I get tired. Right. I've, I've been, I've taken this, this month off uh, from travel. And it's been the greatest, the greatest thing in the world. I haven't gone anywhere except for driving distance. Like I drove up to Santa Barbara, did some shows, but that's it. And then the rest of it, I just did in town. And then I laid here in my home mm-hmm. and it was lovely. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about, we started filming, uh, this week. 
And so, all oh, right, so you'll be in town. I'll just be in home, and then I'll think I'll get back in my my routine. I think I'm a routine. I broke my routine because I was used to getting up and then working out and then taking a nap and then doing work and then right. going to do a show. Yeah, and then I just started traveling a lot, and then it's just all been about travel and then eating poorly. Right. That's an entirely different pattern. That is not, that is not a routine because that can be a routine. Mm-hmm. It's uh, my, when I was doing, cause I was on the road so much. This will be good though that you're filming again because it is, I mean, I think everyone needs structure. You know, they talk about how kids need structure. I think grownups need structure. And, uh, and, and it's not that we're not self-starters. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere at all if, we, if we couldn't in, initiate some sort of yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a thing where I'm like, oh, well, we better do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, we're going to mess up and have to get a real job. Exactly. <laughs> or we have to invent one out of nothing. Yeah. That's my favorite. Now. <laughs> yeah. So the new job that, that has been made up that made me laugh recently is the cat clipping, mm-hmm. people clipping the cat's nails. Okay. Cause I know that there was a comic or an actor who just said, you know, if I do 15, Today or ten today at fifteen bucks a piece, I won't have to work tomorrow. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, because everyone's like, "Well, I don't want to wrestle my cat to the ground and clip its nails." Yeah. But then if it costs fifteen bucks, I'll do it. And so then a career was born, an industry out of necessity, out of, out of ne- both sides, out of both sides. It's a beautiful, beautiful way. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. You like I Love Lucy? I love I Love Lucy. I love Lucille Ball in general. Okay. Uh, she's my favorite type of lady. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was joking with myself. I don't know how to make this a joke. Maybe I could. <laughs> but I always be- feel like I like... I like the type of like when you I tell you the type of ladies that I like I sound like like a gay guy from the sixties trying to pretend like he likes ladies. We're just like give me a give me a brassy babe, give me a nineteen, give me a Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, all of a sudden you're Roddy McDowell. <laughs> wow, it's um well you know what that is that's that means you're a man that's strong enough to help be with a strong woman. I uh, yeah I mean I just. Don't like being bored. I want to make jokes. So yeah, why would you? I don't know. You don't I've want to hang out with boring that. people. Yeah, why yeah. would you do that or you, to yourself? Because well. they're cute. There's little tons of cute people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of good-looking people that have brains. Yeah, you just and, and even mediocre-looking people that are made better looking by their brains. Mm-hmm. Just Weirdly nice. enough, mm-hmm. it's nice. I like um. I like kindness a fair amount, mm-hmm. and I like uh, and I like uh, intelligence. Yeah, I mean, now you're talking. <laughs> pretty sweet, right? Yeah, like that's what I like. I like a, like a lady that can. I mean, I have a new girlfriend now, mm-hmm. and it's mechanical just fun. engineer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just sharp. She's just fun to talk with. That's and, it. You know when you like I. She says something, and I say something, like, I'm going to make the joke. Yeah. And then she takes that, and then now that was the setup, and she makes the punchline? That's Come it. on. Come on, that is a, that is a very perfect, perfect mate. That's a perfect playmate. Yeah, she's fun. That's awesome. That's about, yeah, I love Lucy. I like I like that she started Paramount. That's fun to me. I did not know that she started Paramount. Paramount well, Pictures? Yeah, Desilu became Paramount. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I always got a, got a kick out That's of that. Cool. She greenlit Star Trek. So she was responsible for two of the most iconic shows of all time. Wow. So that's I did fun. not know that. Uh, what else do I know about her? Yeah, what else do you think? Uh, I mean, I just like her. I mean, her makeup artist was Mac, was Max Factor. Oh my gosh. So that's, that's weird like, and awesome. You know, so you're like. Wow. It's just, she's just killing it. I mean, she had an interracial relationship on the show in the 50s. Yeah. You know? She got called into the McCarthy hearings and was just like, fuck you guys. Right. And oh, like, that's awesome. She's just the best. And then, well, I mean, I've been watching some, uh, I was watching some of my girlfriend yesterday and it's just for some of the fun, like they're making plot lines out of like one of the show, one of the titles is, of the episodes is Lucy and Edna want equal rights. <laughs> 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 and they make a whole episode out of it, and where Ricky just looks horrible. <laughs> he right. does. 
He doesn't want them to have equal rights. No. But the weird thing is, is that how, does it all culminate with them being locked in a freezer or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different episode. That is a That's different one of my episode. favorites. I can't find it on Hulu. That's oh. actually my favorite episode. The, oh, the when freezer the, one? When she gets locked in the freezer because it has my favorite scene where she goes to the uh butcher and she's selling meat like drugs like she's oh, really like, she has a little bassinet like she's pretending as a baby and she keeps coming over to people she's like <laughs> hey tell you what i'm gonna do <laughs> it's a yeah she's a she's definitely an appreciation of the silly mm-hmm. that i never i loved that show when i was a kid and i just i need to watch it again because i haven't been able to haven't been able to get into it uh, I I don't know. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, it's well, an attainable goal. Turns out the easy, internet. It's easy. They don't have every episode, but they got they have a good amount, and they have like a whole section of these are the best. Okay. So, yeah. So they'll so they'll, they'll they'll curate them for you. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for a... me. It's just if it has little Ricky in it, then I don't watch it. Oh, that is when they jump the shark. Mm. It is true. When they literally threw that boy over a shark <laughs> in a motorcycle with a tiny, <laughs> tiny leather jacket. Playing the bobble. Ugh, he's a, <laughs> suck that it's a, So how many, how many seasons was it before Ricky was, came in? Uh, little, I mean, I think little Ricky came in early cause as a oh, baby. Really? Yeah, I think he was either second or third season as a baby. Okay. But like he starts coming around and hanging out like season five, oh. six and he's just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right. There are wonderful, genuinely good children actors. Yeah, and people but they know weren't how to write the kids them. of those. You know, he was just their actual kid, so. right? And they're like, "Well, we don't want to get childcare." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just fun because you know Fred and Ethel hated each other. And yeah. they turned down a spinoff, which I would have loved to have seen. Oh my god, the actors hated each other. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, because Fred did not want to. He didn't feel <laughs> oh, no. that he should be associated with, uh, that he, that Ethel was too ugly. <laughs> right. There's no nice way to put that. Yeah. Well, wasn't, I, what I read was that Lucy had in her contract that Ethel had to be 20 pounds heavier than her. Yeah. That's that was it. a thing. Yeah. Like, no, she's a complete weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a, like Ethel's like two years younger than Lucy. Okay. And, like, you know, she's always played it as, as almost as if Ethel was like a mother figure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, so, uh, so Ethel was hot too. Ethel could get it. Yeah. Are you <laughs> kidding me? That she was probably a wildcat in the set. Yeah, for sure. And on board that Ethel. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I'd like to, do you, have you seen the actress who played Ethel? What was her name? Vivian Vance. Thank you very much. Have you seen her in any other work? No. That no. is too bad because I wonder, I'm going to look her up. That's right, Rangers. I'm looking up Vivian Vance later. There's, that'll, that'll kill three minutes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, cause I wonder, cause I'd like to see her not, cause she was poorly dressed. Yeah. She was heavier than she probably wanted to be. Yeah. And she was, she was still good looking. So. Yeah, she was all right. I thought she, she was probably per- was a center. That's yeah. also one of my favorite episodes when they go to lose uh, Ethel's hometown, and Ethel's the star. Oh, and they just they call her Little Ethel. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever. How could I have not seen that episode? <laughs> they go to Ethel's hometown, the four of them, mm-hmm. and Ethel is the most popular person from their town. Yep. Holy shit. I am definitely finding that episode. And they end up putting on a vaudeville show, which of has course. like one of the, like some of the funniest bits that like they're so fun. It's like just bit after bit after bit as Ethel is singing shortening bread. Because <laughs> 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 there's, because now was it mostly a physical comedy? Like what yeah. are your favorite stuff? Is it the physical that, that you love? Um, I like the physical. I like the, 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 just the quirkiness mm-hmm. of her, the facials that she makes. The, okay. The just, uh, she was a very good actress. Like the things, the stuff she would do like when she set her nose on fire things like that i mean it had to be very scary there was no safe way there wasn't cgi to do that at the you know she had to probably just do it 
and um I like the references when they're like what are the references? when they're making references to starlets that are twenty years older than them. Right? <laughs> and so like you don't have any idea what they're talking What's about. currently happening. Yeah, she's it, a Will Ethel. <laughs> like I, I said Ethel, so that's her person's name. Right. But you know, you know what I'm just saying. It, it would be so, it would be some actress from the late twenties and you're like we don't know who that is. <laughs> so it's a sitcom for people that were in their forties at that time. Yes. This is literally before they knew what demographics was. Yes. <laughs> it's the best. They're just smoking cigarettes and just hanging out. Yep. A lot of cigarette smoking. Like it's, he's telling her to go fetch his, he doesn't want a wife that works. He wants a wife that fetches his slippers. <laughs> you just like, what? It's so funny because it's so real. And that was like a real aspect of what people like thought yeah. at that time. Yeah. And so it's fun to see. Them actually poke fun at it. Yeah. Yeah, because there were people who wanted their wives to go get stuff for them. When you're like, well, I will. I'm a wife. I'll go get him his slippers if he wants, but only if I'm going that way. <laughs> I mean, don't be ridiculous. I'm like, it would be the craziest thing if I were working at my computer. He were working at his computer, and instead of saying, instead of just getting up and going and get himself a glass of water or tea or mm-hmm. something, he'd say, hey, will you get me a glass of water? And I'd be like, what's happening? Yeah. But I do remember, I do remember my dad saying that to my stepmom and her stopping whatever she was doing. So that is an, a fascinating perspective on the I Love Lucy show is that, cause they could discuss things like race and, um, and sexism and stuff like that because it was so physical and everything mm-hmm. that you didn't really notice it. Mm-hmm. It was sort of B plot. Yeah. Like we're just, we're yeah, getting, we're getting there's a, I mean, I think the same, no, this is a different episode, but another one dealing with like the equal rights type of storyline was, uh, uh, there was an episode where Lucy and Ethel go in drag and dress as two businessmen. Okay. And just try <laughs> to like be accepted as two, two as dudes. dudes. Yeah. And, uh, how were, how were they? I don't remember that one. I'm they were pretty remember. good. They were pretty good at it. <laughs> they see how the other half was living? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, you know, had to smoke cigars and stuff. And they had oh, it. sure. Sure. <laughs> that's, well, that's what being a man is all about. I think. <laughs> it's just real fun. It's just, I love it. It's, it's real. It's great. Were the, did you ever watch the second or third show she was in? The no. And I, I mean, I've watched them, but I yeah. don't, they don't have the same magic. It's just, mm-hmm. you know. It sucks mm-hmm. that they were divorced and super, Ricky was super mean to her, but. Was, did he end up being super mean to her in the end? Yeah, I mean, there was an alcoholic and, you know. Oh, okay, so was there might have been hitting? Mm-hmm. Well, there was the 50s. It was yeah. the 60s. People hit each other all the time. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's like, there's a lot of plots on that in there. Oh, well, where he threatens to hit her? No, where she's afraid that she's gonna get hit. Oh my god. Wow, I have to watch this again because I'm clearly missing every fucking nuance. And I'm like, because <laughs> my, my, my greatest memory from childhood about I Love Lucy is, first of all, my stepmother said that when she would start to make mistakes mm-hmm. in the episode, I would get up and walk out of the room and then just peer around the corner <laughs> of the doorway and watch it from Can't far. Handle it. Couldn't handle it. And I was like, like when she set the clock back instead yeah, of forward. I watched that one last night. Oh, Christ, on a cracker. All I could think was, no one does this. No one does this. How could she not? It's getting dark out. How could she not know? She's super hungry. Wait. Oh, she's going to have to eat all the peanuts. And <laughs> um, so that always made me uncomfortable. But... I like that there's a B-plot going through. There's just a, a vein of social awareness. Well, there's that one in that episode because um, because she's well, late. Ricky makes a schedule for her. And then the otherwise, uh, they form a revolt because they were like, oh, this schedule works for Lucy. We're all going to have schedules. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so they have a big dinner party where they they throw they Throw it all the, under the bus and, you know, make it so that she doesn't have to have a schedule. It's pretty wow. it's fun. Okay. Well, then I am back. I'm back with Lucy. I did a, you know, they have an I Love Lucy festival. I know I want to do it. Okay. Well, I have their email address. I'll send you that lady. And um it was great because I got to perform on the stage that was a tiny, like a miniature version of the Babaloo stage. That's fun. I was like, that was the only reason At I the went. Tropicana. That's yeah. it. It was the only reason I went. I like that. Uh, you know, at midnight, that stage is the original I Love Lucy stage. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, uh, triumph. 
right? Didn't you win five times? Six times now. Six times now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. And then did you lose ever? Yeah, I've lost twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. You've been on eight times? Mm-hmm. show's only been on. <laughs> <laughs> They're very helpful. <laughs> they, right, right. They're on board. They're on board. They're going in a Ron Funches direction. And uh, it's just at Ron Funches, right? It's on just Twitter. at Ron Funches if you want to talk mm-hmm. to me. Right, right. You can ping him. It'll you happen. Get at me. Tweet at me. I Tweet. won't enjoy it. <laughs> Instagram? You any of that business yes. going on? I think that's also just Ron Funches. Yeah, yeah. And then RonFunches.com. Boom. And then <laughs> Undateable, of course, on the NBC. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, San Francisco Punchline, uh, 26th and 27th. And, but here's my, um, here's my next question. Let's, let's just do it. Marijuana. Mm-hmm. Edibles? Smokables. <laughs> <laughs> Giant bag of weed air? Or, uh, <laughs> or an actual smoking kind of situation? Oh, my favorite. I like a nice clean bong that's filled with ice. Oh, uh, a bong full of ice. Mm-hmm. Ice water, mm-hmm. kind of. It cools it down real nice and it's fun and it's not too much but too little. That's my favorite. Okay. And if I'm having my fun days, I, I feel that's how I'll start it. <laughs> I'll feel it nice and then I'll go out and jump some rope, which I did today. Oh, very and nice. And I'll, uh, start writing. Right. So that's, uh, that's nice. My favorite, I like a vaporizer. Um, I think the best, I mean, the best thing it- in the world recently has been like the concentrates with the cl- well like i use a cloud vaporizer and like you i mean you just you can go anywhere it's wow. fun i've got it at staples center oh okay because <laughs> it's, just, it's a, a vaporizing like cigarette thing like an mm-hmm. e-cigarette um but it's got a little tube of of weed water mm-hmm. or whatever right yeah wax wax mm-hmm. it's wax yes yeah, they call it okay that's uh fair enough and then i uh, i myself I got out of the weed game early. Got out, got out. Early. <laughs> so, uh, but I understand there's lollipops and there's candy and stuff. Yeah, I'm less into those because they, uh, it's hard to control how high you're gonna get. Oh, right. And I get, and I like to be, I like to be on a nice even kill. Right. For a long period of time. I'm not. <laughs> a- <laughs> <laughs> I like to get high and just be right at that perfect space. For as long as I can last. Yeah. <laughs> Fair until enough. I, until I go overboard at night and pass out. Right. Fair <laughs> That's enough. about it. It's a, it's a, it's a. I don't like it when I type. My, actually, my girlfriend, um, told me, cause she doesn't smoke pot. Right. And, uh, she doesn't because the first time she did it, she ate a brownie. Oh. And I was just like, who are these people? Who gave you the brownie? Who would do this to you? Right, because it ruins pot, essentially. Yeah, like they just... Because then you have no control and you're scared. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. So she was terrified. Yeah, because then you don't know when it's going to end and you have never felt this yeah. way before, so it's all wrong. Yeah, it's just all the right. wrong way to do Use it. Use marijuana responsibly out there, folks. If you're If you're introducing people to it initially... Try to do it what with a with a joint. Well, then I I say if it's their first time, mm-hmm. do a nice like vaporizer. Okay. So because their throats are so. Oh right, because they're very they're they're virginal. They're mm-hmm. very very sweet. Okay. Well, because here's the thing is is I I smoked in college and then I tried hash a couple of times after college, and I liked hash better than pot, but pot literally put me to sleep, mm-hmm. and um. Because there's different strains, right? Yeah. I hear the best minds of our generation are now working on different strains of pot. Like those are the best botanists of our generation. Good, they're helping me out, they're helping me maintain. <laughs> right. Because yeah, that's what I do. I keep a nice daytime strain that doesn't put me to sleep. Okay. And then at night, I switch it up. You switch it up, and you have a nice nighttime strain. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's a uh, what's the daytime strain that you like? Oh, my favorites. Or, uh, like a nice Jack, a Jack hair, uh, they mix those up, but, um, probably my favorite is this one called Dream Queen. Okay. And it's just really nice. And it, like, cause it doesn't, like, you're just like, oh, I'm a little high. And then you're like, oh, I'm back <laughs> to normal. You're never like, oh. It's sort of like a, a shot. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like a, oh, I'm, I'm drunk. And then I'm, and then you're pretty clear minded mm-hmm. in a minute. Oh, that's mm-hmm. not bad. What, uh, when you go to the, um, 
the 7-Elevens of pot dispensaries, <laughs> which welcome to Van Nuys. There are at least 37 within walking distance of my home. Uh, so what, uh, you go in, you give them your prescription. Mm-hmm. They hand you, I see them out back sometimes. We got some, we got some, uh, high school kids back there and they have their little, they're, they look like, um, film roll holders. Yeah. But they're green. And they are, have clearly been pre-printed. Yeah. Uh, cause they're pot, you know, it's medicine. So, um, do they give them to you in that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like if just, it's regular pot, like if it's just weed. Yeah. They just take it from a jar, wear it out, weigh it out and oh, put like a little tea? pee bottles. Okay. So there's like a sort of a large glass, like the different mm-hmm. teas. Yeah. And then you get in, you get some buds or whatever, a little shake. Just Nailed kinda, it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> I got some words. I have words available to me. I just, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I, yeah, I don't, um, this is fascinating for me because I've wanted to check out, oh, for 40 years. I've wanted to get high and just call it. And so, uh, this is just fascinating to talk about. Mm-hmm. What else is there? <laughs> so the vaporizers are those. Why the big, bag like i saw doug loves mm-hmm. high or be high with mm-hmm. doug or whatever and uh <laughs> and and but they have it's a like a big baggie yeah. with air in it how are those dispensed uh well basically they just take up a pot and grind it up and then you put it at the base of it and it heats it up and then that little thing has like a little fan that Blows it into that tube. Okay. And the tube fills up and then you get high off of that. So the, 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 the machinery smokes the pot for you essentially and yeah, turns it, just it into heats air. it up. Yeah, it heats up and so it just burns. With the vaporizers, you're just burning the THC instead of the plant matter. Oh, okay. And, so, and is it better for your lungs? Yeah, it's better for your lungs. It's a cleaner high. It's, yeah. So you're not meaning, I mean, this is again like if you're smoking plant matter and you're worried about, you know, if someone flushed the chemicals correctly. Oh, right, or, right. Or if there was like a rot or something like that. And then, so if you're vaping, you're just burning the crystals off the bud. Okay. Oh, because it separates out the THC? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a it's a little science project because mm-hmm. <laughs> then it it fills the bag and then you go around and what's the what's the pipe part? Is it just a are you just sucking air in and and swallowing essentially? Yeah, you basically it has like a little valve that you press against it and it lets the smoke come in. Your lungs. Yeah. Okay, there you go. And because um, the one time I, the only episode of that I saw it was uh, <laughs> Todd Glass got handed the bag and he's like, "Do you have any wipes? Do you have any?" Anything. And, uh, <laughs> Doug was like, yeah. nope, you're going to have to build an immune system. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's trust issues, man. Yeah, it's I see tr- both sides of that. I see both sides of that. That's fine. <laughs> Especially if someone's getting all mouthy on it. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. I'd like to get high with you. That's fun. I'm really good at being the first person or yeah. being there for you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it today. Not, uh, not gonna have, every, every day, uh, when I met my father-in-law, every morning, uh, that first week, and, and almost every time I met him, uh, he would say, so you want a breakfast beer, Jackie? And I almost always do. I almost always do. <laughs> and I would say, not today, Clyde. Not today. Yeah. You Maybe feel tomorrow. like that's like, that's gonna open up a whole can of worms. That's right. That's once, once the breakfast beer happens, we're gonna call it a, the, the day shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I will wake up in some other town. Uh, no doubt blowing some guy on a, on a staircase. <laughs> and he will appreciate it, even yeah. though he is the father of so three. There's some good coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, what night is Undateable on? Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, fair we don't tape, we're, we're taping uh, our second season. Oh, right. First season's available to watch on Hulu. Uh, but not Netflix yet. It's just regular Hulu just or regular Hulu Plus. Hulu. Regular Hulu. I think so. Might That's be. awesome. Well, people should just check for it. And what what is what is the premise of it, if I might ask? Because I haven't had a chance to see it. Uh, basically, it's <laughs> My- a group of some uh, people who are challenged at dating for oh, re- sure. different reasons. Everybody's got different. My character. Confidence issue. Other than that, he's pretty cool. Sure, he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, <laughs> 
And so then, uh, the other lead character is Chris, uh, Chris D'Elia, and mm-hmm. he's like, I'm a cool guy. I'm a cool guy. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to teach you nerds how to oh, get ladies. Oh, uh, there but you go. But guess what? Uh-oh, he's broken inside. <laughs> Exactly. It turns out you're learning from each other, maybe. Yeah. It's mostly him learning from us. That's what I really like about it is like, is cause a lot of people, when they first saw previews or it, they were like, oh, it's another one of these, like, uh, cool guy taking the nerds under his wing and like that. But yeah. it's like, it's the opposite. It's like, yeah. we're saying that you should, like what, what Danny represents, uh, Chris Elia's character is like this kind of old guard of being tough and not, uh, you're not telling yeah. people about your feelings and just not being open. And then when he meets these guys who are the opposite, who are very open, too open. Right. And too right, nice right. And stuff. But like, that's who he learns that, you know, our way is the, right, the right way. Right. We've got to find a balance. Yeah, exactly. A balance between that, uh, who's that Julian Lang, Julian, what, you know, that guy who has that seminar who he just got kicked out of Britain because he has a seminar of how to, how to meet ladies. It's how to get laid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Julian, yeah, yeah. whatever. Anyway. Yeah. It's taking someone who has uh you know because a lot of times those people who especially for me is like oh i'm awesome but you gotta have that confidence to tell yourself that you're awesome (laughs) right 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 and so if you can learn that through a sitcom i say it's beautiful all things teach us all things really do it's kind of neat and uh even even just Shitty novels. Oh, and, I love it. Uh, I always feel like the most knowledge is through things that you wouldn't think. I mean, like the Lego movie is probably one of the most, oh, has the was, best message of all time in a yeah. movie. And they, you just, like, it's a little cartoon, so who cares? What'd you get out of it? What'd you get out of it? Well, you just, what I get out of it is, I mean, the standard, like, you gotta be yourself. You gotta, you can't just follow the status quo of things. I mean, a lot of that is weird. It's basically them being like, hey, the normal things of this nine to five things that like that is not good for you. Right. And you got to find your own path and be a man that that's being, that's just, it's like existentialism where you're like, that's just existing and you want to find the path to essence. Right. And you can only do that by following your own path and doing what you're supposed to do. Cause you're the special, but yeah. I'm the special. Cause we're all the special. We're all the special. Yeah. What I really liked about it was, uh, was the the scene at the end with the kid's dad, mm-hmm. and it was just it was just this huge sort of reveal of, yeah, you know, you need both of those things. You need the the directions of how to make the building, but then you need someone to come in and put a dragon and knock the top off of that building. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is that is that you have to have structure so that you can work around structure and create something new out of it. And I genuinely love that movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It was it so good. All other cartoons. Did you see Big Hero Six? Yeah, that's what that's what it ruined. <laughs> <laughs> but Big, this is good, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's fine. Well, you're not but blowing my mind. <laughs> exactly, you're not changing the world. <laughs> my head. <laughs> yeah, so good. And it, I like. Uh, there's so many like superhero movies right now that. Um, that I'm, I'm actually slightly overwhelmed by them. You know, I stayed to the end through the credits of Birdman to see if there was a Birdman 2 stinger. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's a joke. Anyway, but it was, I mean, it was so weird. I even, like every, all the movies are all superhero-y movies and mm. it's great. I mean, you want to, because my favorite superheroes are the ones that have real human problems mm-hmm. and their superpower doesn't fix it. You know, matter of fact, the Lego movie, I want whoever wrote the Superman character in the Lego movie to write the next Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, the Superman character, this is what made me think of it. He's fighting the robots and, uh, and he goes, I super hate you to Batman. <laughs> and then he punches a robot. And I was like, that really sums up like a real person who would have, who would be Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause he would say things like that. He'd be like, mm, I'm Superman. Yeah. I mean, also what Will Arnett is Batman. That's always fun too. Cause I always felt like it's fun to oh, that's so great. like look at like Batman's basically this super rich guy who <laughs> happens to fight crime and stuff. And so he's very egotistical. Yep. So I like, I like things that explore that. Like I felt like, like that was the closest that I ever got to of him being just kind of this spoiled right. brat. Yeah. Like, where he's also Batman. Yeah. And it bleeds over cause it would. Why wouldn't it bleed over being the guy who has have had everything his entire life? It would totally bleed. Yeah. And, but I can't watch, like, I want to watch, uh, you know, I watch Shield, but 
But I can't, but there's Arrow and then there's Gotham and then there's Flash. Yeah. But then there's also Once Upon a Time, which is Fablesy, yeah. right? Yeah. And I want to watch all that nonsense and then Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't have enough time. There's not enough hours in the day for that <laughs> retinas to just be soaked into it. It's, uh, my, my in-laws got a new television though and they, uh, one of the, one of the, Things that, oh no, we put a DVD in and it had the blind whispering. Have you ever, um, you know how like there's close captioning for mm-hmm. the, for the hearing impaired and the deaf. There is, um, what's called a visual description or what oh, I call cool. blind whispering <laughs> uh, for the blind where they say, oh, Captain America keeps passing him on the left and as we run around <laughs> the thing. And I was like, I love blind whispering. It's so much fun because you can work and hear the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to have time to pay attention to what they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's so because you have to work because the people who do that have to work it in in between the dialogue and the you know, you gotta drop the music a little mm. bit. It's really it's That's a fascinating funny. idea. It's probably a bunch of people whose mates always talk through movies. Oh. So they have to be like, what happened? You're like, well, he's just... Oh, you can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't talk to me about this. It's like my cousin-in-law. She was playing this game through the whole thing in Thanksgiving, and then she finally um looks up, and we're watching this movie. She's like, why is that guy being mean? <laughs> that is the worst statement in the middle of any program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go, you don't get to know. <laughs> Everybody, which uh, was not my finest moment, by the way. I'm not the hero of that story because I could have just told her. And it would have been fine. Ron Funches, uh, it's been an hour. You've done amazing work here. Yay. We've gone through things. We've talked video games. We've talked wrestling. We've talked I Love Lucy, which might be my favorite. Uh, and we've talked the marijuana. Uh, I also like the wrestling. Anyway, uh, um, I guess I liked video games. I liked them all. Uh, people, go see Ron Funches do stand-up comedy out of his Joe Cole, because it's really, really fun and really smart and funny, and I enjoy it a great deal. He will be in the San Francisco Punchline December 26th and 27th. So, uh, Darlene, why don't you and Peggy go? She's a ranger. She's mm-hmm. out there. And uh, and then uh, Undateable, NBC, check your local listings. It's coming back for you. Thanks so much for listening, Rangers. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?